0: Hey, welcome to episode two of season two of Life After Basketball. This week we get to talk to someone that I know kind of well about his experiences with basketball and coaching and just leadership and life Uh, from the 70s and 80s till today. Get to hear some cool perspectives that we wouldn't normally from our regular clientele. Enjoy the pod. Here you go. Okay, I just hit record. Um... Yeah, okay. Um, so I'll throw in the intro before. Um, yeah. But yeah, okay. So, uh, Dad, do you want to tell us um, kind of your role on our team um, as the UCHS senior boys from the last three years?
1: For sure. Well, I guess I was the manager and the and the staff liaison, and so my job was to, uh, you know, just look after all the details so the coaches could just coach. So I was um, looking after the practice schedule and and making sure you guys had your gear. And, um, the biggest thing was, was, uh, working on the tournaments and the exhibition games because, um, you know, well, we, we recognized that we had the talent to, to compete with the best, but we had to get into those kinds of tournaments. So that was, uh, that was kind of the biggest challenge was to every year, you know, to, to make some calls and, and, uh, you know, uh, you guys showed the results that allowed us to, to, um, you know, get, get spots into better tournaments every year to where we were uh, competing with the teams that we needed to compete with and, and um, you know, getting that getting that experience and, and being able to play at a high level.
0: Is that something that was always kind of in the back of your mind, like with us as like earlier, obviously, like in grade 10, um, kind of thinking, like, the better we did at these smaller tournaments that would allow us to get invited to the bigger ones?
1: Oh, for sure. For sure. And, you know, I mean, it even started it started in, in junior high from there too, because um just we had such a crew of guys that stuck together and played all the way through and and uh I think everybody believed that, that if that everybody stuck together and kept playing that we were just gonna get better and better and um you know you have to play you have to play against the, the high level teams to to play high level basketball, so we you know we just tried to identify tournaments that that would allow us to do that um You know, and you guys, you guys did the work of, of showing, you know, every time we got into a better tournament that we belonged. So, um, you know, that was, that was important to have that, to have those results when we went to those tournaments and compete with those teams so that, um, you know, you, you got, you got invited back. And then there was other teams that would be at those tournaments that, that hosted their own tournaments. And when they, they see, um, see us, it was like, Oh, Hey, you know what? Yeah. These guys are legit. And, and, uh, uh, we want them at our tournament or recommend, you know, a team who were, there was a couple of tournaments we got into because teams dropped out and uh you know it was, hey we heard you guys will fit in, so do you guys want to come or whatever and so that really, you know, that worked to our advantage kind of to improve every year. Um just a quick question about the managing part. Um what is the process like finding tournaments and you know calling the other teams, looking for openings? Um you know, pretty much just legwork. Did you know, make phone calls and and talk to guys and like I just I, I worked the phones and the emails and the texts and um, tried to make contacts and talk to coaches and managers at tournaments we went to. Um, the SHSAA always has a tournament board, uh, so you can go on there and have a look. But uh, really, it was uh, you know trying the the best way that I found was was making those direct calls to guys that ran the tournaments and. Having chats with them, and you know, you you kind of they quiz you, right? It's like, well, who have you played, or what tournaments have you been to, and how have you done? And so, uh, because you guys um, just got better and better, that that was that conversation got pretty easy, and and you know, I didn't have to necessarily do a lot of convincing all the time. Like grade ten, grade ten was some work, uh, but once you get exposed, and once you once you're into at least a couple of those tournaments. Then, because coaches talk, right? So, um, you know, then that made it a lot easier.
0: For sure. Um, okay, so we're gonna go in the time machine here. Um, <laughs> back, back, back to the back to the '70s. Um, so Julius Irving was throwing down some dunks in the ABA, and you were uh, firing up some 20 footers in Mucc Gym. Uh, do you want to kind of tell us about that, like you're playing? Like, <laughs>
1: You know what? That was awesome. Uh I can remember uh, being in grade ten and one of the grade twelve guards gave me saw my saw my runners and so he, he had he had uh old pair of green connies and so he handed those to me and uh and they were high tops, you know, um canvas high tops, so I thought they had all the support in the world, but they were awesome and uh, we had a really good team and uh, that was that was pre pre um Coupla days where everybody gathered together, and so when I was in grade ten, we actually hosted um, hosted our 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 category, and, and uh, that was a great experience. And then I don't know, grade eleven and twelve was a lot of fun. We we had a pretty good team, and we you know we were we were uh, we were competing against pretty good teams. I can remember that first game I ever played in grade ten. Elmer Miller was was our coach, and he was a fantastic uh, basketball coach. And I admire the heck out of him, but I just remember that first game. We went to PA Carlton and he, he, I don't know how he didn't get teed up because he, uh, whenever I brought the ball up, he just run walk the sidelines and just scream at me the whole time. But, uh, but he, you know, he, 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 he did that because he believed in us and as individuals and he knew that we could, you know, we would get better. And that was his, that was his technique. But, um, no, it was a lot of fun, you know. Yeah, a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of shots that went up that were, would be threes today but we we didn't have that line then. So we only got two out of the deal. But uh no, lots of fun, lots of good guys and, you know, I it just the, the, that's the whole thing with those those uh, you know, getting into the good tournaments because I remember playing and how good it felt, you know, whether you won or whether you lost a close one. Um, in a really good tournament against a really good team, it meant a heck of a lot more than, than uh, you know, playing in playing in tournaments where you knew you were gonna, you were going to win, you know, even if you didn't play all that well. Uh,
0: how much has the game evolved in
1: specifically Saskatchewan um, in terms of play style and coaching wise? Well, you know, um play style it's it's evolved just i i guess like anywhere else. I mean, we we uh you know, we only ran a fast break when when everything went right. It wasn't a it wasn't a, it, there wasn't a concept of pushing the ball up the floor on a regular basis. Uh we didn't have a three-point line. Um you know, we ran some plays, but they were pretty straightforward and um you know, it was it was seventies basketball where you needed a big and you tried to work the ball inside and, um, you know, we didn't play zone defense. We played man all the time. Um, so, you know, it's the game's way faster now. And, um, everybody I think is, I mean, but we had really good athletes and we, I mean that, that, that year as in grade 10. And then again, in grade 12, we had, we had really, really strong teams, but, um, just it's just so much faster now, I guess. Would the bottom line for me would be the would be so much quicker and and uh, you know, the three point line is, has changed everything for sure because we didn't play that style of game. Then we're as opposed to, you know, what what you guys do is you know, I mean, we, we could feast on the threes once in a while and, and uh not have to worry about trying to bang boards and go inside and, and but that was that was our that was a that was a big part of
0: our game when we played. Um, so you as a guard, would that have, would, would you have preferred to play like now knowing both, would you prefer to play in our era where it's like the pace and space, shoot a lot of threes, uh, transition basketball, or, you know, when you played where it was the slow grind it down sort of thing?
1: No, I, I'd take this game in a heartbeat. Um, you know, I, being a guard and being a smaller guy, I like to run and then uh, I like to push the, push the ball up the floor and, um, you know, I mean, I, I, I like to think I was a shooter. Um, and so, um, you know, I would have, would have, I would have relished the opportunity to play with, with this style of game. Sure. I'm just kind of transitioning to, transition into, uh, what was it like coaching and not managing for the Huskies? You know what? That was an awesome experience. Um, you know, I had a, uh, one of my roommates played Huskies and and uh they they needed somebody to, to, to help. They had they had one manager but they needed another guy and and you know, I was I was hanging out with, with a lot of those guys anyway because my roommate played and um it was a great experience, you know, we got to travel a little bit and see some different universities and um we we went to Europe actually. Uh that was that was uh, the year the, the Fab five coming out of Saskatoon was graduating and Guy Vitry was their our coach and he really wanted to make sure that uh that those five guys uh, came to the U of S and, and knew that they were gonna be uh you know uh, a super team uh after a couple of years experience and so um, he we organized a trip to Europe um in, in the June uh to to kind of motivate those guys to, to sign with the U of S and, um, and they came that way. And, and, uh, so it was, no, it was just a lot of fun. I learned, I learned a lot more about basketball. Um, just, you know, obviously being at the practices and helping out and, and, uh, we had a good time traveling and stuff too. I, I didn't travel a ton, but, but when I did go, uh, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun and it was a great experience being in a couple of those gyms um you know, I in other
0: places. So uh do you have any cool stories of uh you know being on the team with the guys?
1: Well, yeah, I mean Europe was awesome because uh you know, we played some exhibition games there, but we did some touring too and there was some freedom to, to kinda you know, um we were in we were in uh Belgium and, and uh it was West <laughs> Germany really dating myself here as West, West Germany at the time. <laughs> and uh and um, the Netherlands, and, and no, we had a fantastic time. Hacky sacking was a big thing there. We got pictures of, of us hacky sacking everywhere. We we managed to, uh, I'm pretty sure the gate was open. Uh, we were in a stadium, a uh, soccer stadium, and, and did some hacky sacking there. and um, You know, all that kind of thing. Probably the thing I remember the most is going to uh, UFC, and it was Carl Tillman night and, and so it was the last regular season game for the UFC uh and we were the we were the visitors and Carl Tillman played on the national team and he was he was a huge uh huge player and and, and so I mean he probably would maybe been the best basketball player UFC had ever played so the gym was packed and um we had an issue because uh, one of the officials was a UFC alumni and and our coach wasn't uh, too keen on that. And it, I, my understanding is that that really wasn't supposed to happen. And, and so um, we went to the gym and the guys had their stuff in the, changed. And, and so our instructions were to were to, everybody was supposed to have all their stuff in their bags and actually take them right to the bench instead of leaving it in our change room. Because if um, they didn't uh, agree to use a different official, we were out the door. Um and, and that's actually what happened. Um, you know, Vitri was in the meeting and our assistant coach was in the hallway and he was, we were signaling. I was on the bench and so I had to watch the hallway. And when our assistant coach gave us the thumbs up to the thumbs down, um, I just had to get the guys and, and the thumb, the thumb was down and the gym was packed. There, I mean, it was the atmosphere in there was incredible. You could feel it, you know, that energy and, and um am watching the hallway and the assistant coach and the thumb is down. And so I just, I just kind of whistled and, and, uh, the guys all just walked. I mean, we had it organized if we had to do cause we had to get out of there in a hurry. And, uh, by the time we have grabbed our bags and we're basically walking partway across the floor, the, the crowd started booing and, and, uh, yelling and we just, we walked right out the door and got on the bus and went back to the hotel. And, um, it was really surreal because it was a, uh, it was a bizarre, a bizarre, I mean, our guys wanted to play, right? The guys wanted to play, but our coach took a stance and, and that's, that's how it ended up. But so, you know, I, I felt, felt pretty bad. Carl Thillman, night, and he didn't get to enjoy, you know, he didn't get to play his last, the last game, last home game, um, of the regular season in his, in his last season. So, um, not a, not a stellar moment, uh, I guess in in the history of that, but uh, you know, what happened. I'm kind of thinking to when you first moved here, what was it like, the coaching wise, well, coaching the team back then, and what the program was like. Well, you know, um, so I coached basketball the first couple of years I came here, and um, they had had a had a pretty strong team. Um, the the young guys from that team were were still there um but we weren't weren't really strong anymore and and i I wasn't as experienced a basketball coach as i i wished I had been at that time for those guys um and we were in some pretty good tournaments, so we were in we were kind of in tough and um you know um it, it was it was an experience for sure but but i i think the biggest thing that I got out of that was was how hard you had to work and how how skilled you had to be um to be able to 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 be a good basketball team in in Saskatchewan because there's good basketball here.
0: Um. So you as a coach, obviously, you mentioned uh, like you weren't as knowledgeable as you would want it to be. Um. But I do remember you telling me some stories about going to Montana for a coaches conference, and uh, there was a specific Chicago Bulls assistant there who invented the triangle offense. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, do you want to just kind of uh, talk about that and what the what the learning curve was like for you that way? Well,
1: that was pecs, right? So, um, yeah, it was fantastic. I couldn't believe I uh, go to our – I
0: knew I was going to be coaching
1: basketball. So, uh, Montana Coaches Association has fantastic uh, clinics or uh, uh, conferences, so we went down there and, um, just to hear how the Bulls ran their triangle offense, and and to be to be to gain some knowledge from from NBA coaches, it was it was an incredible experience. And so, um, you know, I, I I learned a lot down there. And and uh, the the biggest thing for me back there was was not necessarily the the, the learning, but the sharing. The coaches are so willing to share. Uh, not the coaches are not willing to or not not scared to share information. They'd rather play chess than have secrets.
0: Right. And that was
1: the thing that I thought was so cool. It was like, well, you know what? I'm going to show you how we do that. Right. And so if we ever have to play you, you know how we're going to do it. But you're going to have to figure out how to stop that. And you're going to do something that that I'm going to have to figure out how to stop. So it was it was all about I mean, even if you're going to be. Even if coaches were going to be opponents, they share everything with each other. And, um, you know, man, the best team wins. So that was that was the biggest thing that I got out of that. Well, you're not only a basketball coach, you're also a football coach. What traits or what things can you bring over from being a football coach and a basketball and also vice versa? Well, you know what? I mean, coaching – to me, coaching is coaching is um, – You know, expecting expecting the best out of everybody, expecting 100% out of everybody, and I think that's um, you know setting a setting a tone for practices, uh, um, being organized, um, you know having a having a schedule that the players will look forward to, um, being trustworthy, you know being a being a a person of your word, um, and knowing and having a line and and you know, knowing that the guys are going to work hard and uh, team building, you know, doing team building stuff, um, challenging the players to be the best they can be doing. Uh, probably one of the biggest things just over the years, learning from coaching, all different kinds of things is you got to have competition in practice. And if you have competition in practice, then that makes the, you know, that makes the players work harder because they, they love the competition. You can do a drill. Um you know, you can do a drill and you can do it fine, but you add a competitive aspect to it and and uh, then it becomes a great drill.
0: Um, this is kinda of gonna switch gears a bit, um kind of backtrack, but for you, like throughout your years around basketball, so through playing high school, managing huskies, coaching, et cetera, um, who were some of the best players, I mean obviously Carl Tillman, that you or best players that you were on a team with and then also that you were against?
1: Um, well when I I guess when I started in grade ten, uh, shout out to Donnie Mosco in in Alfred. He was a he was an awesome basketball player, and I mean he taught he ended up teaching there, and uh, you know he was a he was a leader, and that was something that I learned very quickly was. Was uh, you can be a good player, but you, to be a to be a great player, you got to bring out the best in other people, and best in you got to bring out the best in in your other guys, and so that was that was something I learned there. I mean the Huskies, I mean there there were some good players. Paul Humbert was awesome, um, you know, when you had the five. The Fab Five. There, you had. I mean, you had Byron Karchick and John Cleland, and those guys were. Kirk Jones. I mean, they were. Those guys were were stud athletes, and and their passion for the game is is a lot of you know what made them so good. Um, you know, um, boy, and then and then you know, like coaching here, I don't know. There's a lot of good players. It didn't matter where you went. Every team's got somebody who's really really good, and I think that just is a tribute to, to the game of basketball in Saskatchewan, and 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 um, you know, guys getting an opportunity to play. The nice thing about basketball is that, I mean, you know, it 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 can be so complicated, but it can be so simple at the same time. You you take a you take a ball and you find a hoop and you go and you practice. And so, it's it's a it's a game that lends itself to, you know, you can you can go and. Work hard and improve all by yourself to a to a certain level, obviously, but but just the enjoyment of of being able to do that and then and then put guys together, put guys together to to be able to do that together, and you know it's a, it's just it's just such a great game. But there's there's you know you've uh, seen lots of good players over the time, and I really enjoyed one of the things I really enjoyed was not just our guys, you guys improving, you know over the years but you know the teams that we played annually and seeing their seeing their top players and how they, you know, change from grade ten to grade eleven to grade twelve. Looking back at all the your coaching years, what would you say are some of your highest points? Um you know, I mean 07 football win in provincials is obviously probably the top one. Um Winning, uh, um, you know, winning a silver medal when you guys are in grade 11 uh, at Hoopla would be right there too. Um, you know, there's, there's, and, and then, it, and then it gets to, it gets to some of the non-game stuff. You know, like I, I know you guys don't like going to the cave, but, <laughs> but, uh, but it was. But it was a good. I don't know. It was just you know those meals together are so important and the, the team building and and the jokes and the the, the little uh, like Seth. I still have that little video. Uh, you and you and uh, denim doing that little whatever that little jig was that he did. Go <laughs> there. I mean those are the things that you guys are going to remember forever. And and so you know those are those are highlights. I mean the highlights on the highlights on the on the court are are, are awesome. But so are, so are or the other highlights as well. I mean I can go right back to grade seven and you guys being undefeated. You know, yeah, it was only grade seven, but but the the the, um, the the seed was set. You know, hey, we didn't lose a game this year. How how you know, we could be pretty good. So I don't know, there's just there's lots of there's there's so many so remembering so many things, you know, sleeping on a floor with an air mattress that lost all its air. I mean <laughs> How can you not love it, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the that's the best part about high school sports. <laughs> um, so you also not only did you play coach and manage, but you also refed for quite a few years here, and you also went to Hoopla as a ref. Um, yeah. So you just kind of do you want to speak to that a little bit, like what's it like refing, and then how does that kind of change your perspective?
1: Well, you know. Uh, I, wrestling was awesome. I love the game. And it, to me, it's, you got the best seat in the house cause you're right there. You're right in the action the whole time. And, um, I always, I always like, like doing that because I know how hard it can be to get officials. Number one, but number two, it's a way to, it's a way to be involved in the game. And, um, and so, but I think one of the things that I learned from that was, was how to, you know, uh, I'm, I'm a pretty exuberant guy when I'm coaching. So, uh, but you kind of learn, you know, when, when you're rushing and and coaches are talking to you or not necessarily talking to you, sometimes you, you learn what you learn, what can, uh, what you can talk, how you can talk to officials as well. Right. And so, um, you want to get, you want to be respectful, but you also want to get your point across kind of thing. And so, um, you know, that's something that you get out of it. But it. Plus, just, you know, making lots of friends and getting to coach lots of good basketball, or, or ref lots of good basketball. Hoopla was, was I mean, you know, uh, um, it was a great experience to get to ref in an old old gym in Regina and Campbell, a beautiful place for basketball to to be played. And um, the atmosphere, that's the, probably probably the biggest thing, you know. You get into a gym and it's full. And, uh, you know, the, the, the crowd is cheering, cheering loudly and everybody's right into it. And it's in a good, close, intense game. And, uh, boy, that's, that's, that's fun.
0: Um, so where do you, I mean, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned the loud crowd, where would you say is the most excited crowd you've ever seen as a, like being on the floor? Um, you mean refing? Reffing, playing coaching.
1: A hoopla, hands down. Uh both time- like like when I ref at Hoopla, I refed in like I said at Campbell and at the U of R and the Fazed building and and um the crowds there were, were awesome. Um and then and then um you know, being in Evan Hardy, uh when we went to Hoopla in grade eleven, that was uh, and that's a, it's, the, the feeling is a little different because you are you are part of one team, and so um, you take the, the cheering a little more to heart. Uh, when you're rafting, it gives you some energy, and you can feel it. But you're you're neutral. Um, but the Evan Hardy, I just I just it, it's a it's a hoopla style gym to me because all the fans are on one side, and it's uh, it's got a pretty decent capacity, but it's not too big. And so, um, you know, it's the fans are right there and just the way it's set up, it, I mean, it's loud in there. Right. So, um, you know, and when I, I would always be at the end of the bench and, you know, and I could say something to Justin or Quinn virtually. I mean, uh, when we, we hosted regionals here, uh, that was loud. I mean, that was awesome. Regional final and, and, you know, we're going to hoopla or you're not going to hoopla and, um, you know that was loud, but when we got to Hardy and played there, and I'm at the end of the bench, and I'm I'm screaming at the top of my lungs trying to communicate something with Quinn or Justin, and I can't even get their attention because it's so loud in that gym that that you know because they couldn't even they didn't even know that I was saying something to them. You know, so um, uh, that's that that's just you know uh, that's just such a that's such an incredible experience to be able to for you guys to be able to play in front of in front of that kind of atmosphere in that, that atmosphere of that kind of crowd um what would you say is the hardest part overall about coaching a basketball team um, you know i I think probably the toughest part is is just making sure that that um, everything is everything is going to work out like you've got your schedule set and you've got your transportation booked and the weather's going to be good. And, um, you know, you're, you're going to, uh, play good basketball, um, and take and take in everything that you've worked on in practice and turn that into the game experience. Um, you know, that's the, that's the, I think is one of the, is probably the hardest part because you have expectations and you have um, a vision of how uh, how your team can do and so um, you know you 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 fret a little bit to not maybe maybe sometimes more than a little bit, but you fret to knowing that uh, teams are so good that it doesn't take much to to be uh it doesn't take much swing one way or the other to to be um to win the game or to not or or to not win the game and and so um you know i always always wanted everybody to come away happy and and know that that our efforts were were uh, were worth worth it and um it, it's as a coach one of the hardest things to deal with is is seeing disappointment uh, in your in your players from the result of a, a a game or a tournament or something so you just as as much as you know it's going to happen because you're not going to win every game you're not going to win every tournament um it's it's hard to see that
0: um so this is kind of a um kind of on that note would you say that like so for an example if there's like a late game situation it's a close game 2 minutes left like eat tie game um, in that situation, does that as a coach stress you out, thinking like, "Holy crap, this is so tight"? Or does it kind of, does it kind of calm you down, thinking like, "Okay, hey, it's like everything is just on the players now. Like whoever just plays better wins."
1: Uh, I I think you, I think everybody's a little different. Yeah. But I think it calms you down. I think I it it, it depends. If you're prepared, it calms you down. When you're not prepared, that's you, and, and that's as a coach. You know, young. When I was younger, earlier coaching, there were situations where I didn't handle it as well because I wasn't as prepared, as I wasn't as knowledgeable. But and and not that I I'm a basketball expert by any means, because. It's There's so much to to learn and to know, and so you know maybe I know five percent of what I what my what what there is to know about basketball, but I think being doing all the preparation that you know you could do, and feeling that your guys are ready, those last two minutes were exhilarating. You know you're somewhat calm, but you're intense. You're into the game, but it's exhilarating because it's. It's what you've worked hard for. It's what you've practiced for. It's what you've run lines for. It's what you've, you know, spent extra time in the gym for. It's what you've mentally tried to prepare for. Um, you know, so so calm, calm I, think, I think somewhat, but exhilarating at the same time. Well, we've asked every guest here uh, this question so far, so I feel like it's tradition, but what would you compare yourself <laughs> to an NBA player? <laughs> oh boy! um sheesh! I don't know uh um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, listen. I've been going to the gym regularly here, so uh, um, yeah, I don't know uh you know um boy, oh boy, i mean i guess I guess pick a guard who who is shoots fine and but loves to run and really works his butt off playing defense, and um, and loves to pass, loves to pass and make the good pass, and and uh, so whoever that is, I guess that's maybe
0: who I would say. Uh, say you got any ideas? Seth?
1: I'd say Rajon Rondo.
0: Yeah, Rondo, yeah. I was thinking, uh, I was thinking someone like Pritchard, but Rondo works like yeah. Well, way. those
1: actually both of those names kind of pop into my head. I guess because I watch them more, you know. I mean, watching the Celtics and uh, whatever, but um, I don't know. I just yeah, it, it's 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 uh, fun to to put the ball in somebody else's hands that scores on a on a nice play. That is, it's as nice to do that as it is to score. So for me, anyway.
0: Right. Um.
1: In my small little world of
0: basketball. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So let's take a break. All right, we're back.
1: All right, we'll start back with uh, coaching junior basketball. Was that like um, not just the atmosphere from junior changing to senior? Um, You know, coaching junior was, I really liked that uh, because I'm a fundamental guy. And so i at least I think I really stressed the fundamentals, the skills um because if you don't have the skills, it's pretty hard to run an offense it's pretty hard to to push the ball up the floor it, it, um so so um I guess we were lucky because because we had such a great group there in grade seven that um it, um it was it was motivation. Uh, to really work hard and design, try to design a really good practice and try to really f- push fundamentals and offense and playing defense. And because, like for me, for me that was a goal right from then. You know, trying to trying to put a gold medal on was was a goal for me right from right from back then. Uh, because because of the group that we had, so um, you know it was fun. Um, but we we uh we had goals too you know and I still I still look at um being in grade 8 and hosting um districts and being up at, after three quarters and, and not finishing and so I look back again at that and going you know if I knew then what I knew now I would have changed our tactics in that fourth quarter and and maybe we'd have been successful but it fueled it fueled the next year uh, and the next year and the next year so you know I mean it was, it just was, uh, it, was just, it was just kind of build every year to, to hopefully where, you know, when you guys were in grade 11 and 12, um, you were ready for, ready for trying to achieve that ultimate goal.
0: Um, so that's your goal at the time of the development. Were there any moments in grade seven, eight or nine, obviously the district final in our grade nine year, but any moments through those years that stood out like this is, this is a possibility, like this is.
1: Um, well, you know, right away in grade seven, we played, you know, we played two or three junior, uh, you know, junior teams. They weren't just grade seven. They were grade eights and nines. And, um, you know, when we, we, uh, I, we had a barn burner in Rosetown, and, but I mean, we were, there were grade nines on the floor. and We were all grade sevens and we, we hung on at the end and squeaked out that win. And it was like, you know, um, we got, we, we've got some, we've got some good players here and, and because of all the and that's the other thing is, is you guys got those experiences starting them in playing in close games and playing in battles where the T te- the other team was bigger than you and they were, you know, um, so you had to, you know, you had to had to be skilled to be able to, and, and have basketball knowledge to be able to, to be successful in those games. I mean, I knew, I, I know we had, we had a heck of a lot of fun, um, but we, but we were pretty dialed in on, on winning, you know, winning those two. So, um, you know, it was just, it was just building all the way through. Um, you know, the, the hosting districts was awesome. Winning districts was, was more awesome, I guess. Uh, because we, we, we played a couple of really strong teams and, and, uh, you know, with with the comp in North Battleford and J P two and Owen continued to play them, you know, kinda of, uh didn't play the comp a lot but, but had I I think a pretty true rivalry with J P two and that started you know, that started way back. So um going into the great ten season the start of the season, what were your expectations looking at the tryouts and versus what actually happened in the end? Um well you know what i just uh, grade ten to me was gonna be uh was gonna be a growing year it was gonna be getting everybody used to uh experiencing um you know basketball at the senior level um bigger and faster and and uh just um i guess kind of experiences right trying to get into uh trying to get into a little bit you know better tournaments um th- there weren't many um you know, we we're pretty still a pretty young team, right? Because it was was loaded up with with grade tens, uh, and some elevens, and a couple twelves. So um, it was it was it was more of let's go to the tournaments that we're in, and let's just let's just play hard and get you know get lots of experiences for everybody, because that's going to you know benefit us in grade eleven and twelve. And um, you know, we were fortunate, I guess, that there that it was a young team because you guys got the, the, the playing time and, and benefited from
0: it. Uh, so grade 10, um, going through that year, right? We kind of, I'd say we did as expected throughout the year. Like we did um, play some pretty good games and we're in some big games too. Um, but then obviously our goal, we we go into conferences. Our goal is to come out, first of all, advancing to regionals and winning is the big thing. But uh, what do you remember from that conference weekend?
1: Um, okay, so where were we? We were at home? Oh, yeah, we were at home so well, I don't know i just I just remember that i that that by the time we got there that i I felt pretty good about about how the coaches had prepped you guys and where you were at and uh that that you were gonna be going to regionals and um i I honestly don't remember a lot about that weekend um other other than other than it was it was uh another step in the in the ultimate goal. Uh heading into regionals, how knowing after the Delisle game after we beat Delisle, how do you coach a team going into knowing that you guys have to play the best team in the province or one of the top two teams in that province. You know you just go and play. You just you just go and play because you know that you know um uh that you are playing the best team and they're the number one ranked team in the province and so you know you go to learn from it and and that was again a benefit for you guys because being in grade 10 at that time it's not like well see we got to play the number one team and this is my last year and now but you know it was it was like it, this is a challenge you got nothing to lose you go and you play and and uh, <laughs> you know people expect a certain result and you just you just go and you play loose and and uh, try to, try to gain that experience from it. And I think the other thing that, it, that, that, that did for you guys was it fueled the fire, right? It's like, you know what, we, we, we're, we're, we're here and, and we're in mostly in grade 10 and 11. And, and uh, we're, we get to do this again next year. And then we get to get do it again the, the next year after that. And so, um, you know, it, it, it's just uh, you go and you play loose and you have fun. You enjoy it.
0: I think one thing looking back at the weekend, um, you know, hindsight's 2020. but I think looking at that RCS team, like, we were in the game in the first quarter. Like, it was, I think, a, it was like a seven-point game after one. Um, and we were in it. And I think, like, looking back, that's kind of something we had in the back of our minds was, like, if this team, this, I mean, they went on the win. If, if this is a provincial winning team, um, we can certainly be at that caliber in two years
1: yeah most definitely most definitely and that's and that's that's the thing because it's another learning experience too right I mean I mean when you 're playing teams like that, you see things that they do and you pick up on that and and the other thing is is we all everybody grew together, right coaches and players and and, and it it kind of it ended up that we really had a good um we had a good mix, right? Like between the coaches and the manager kind of had all the bases covered. And with the, with uh, the team, um, again, had other than we didn't have a true big, um, kind of had all the, all the bases covered. I mean, you could play different styles of basketball and, and, uh, you know, so, so that great tenure, um, was, like I said, it was it was kind of like this is oh this is what senior basketball is like, and we're getting to play the best team in the province. I mean, that, I think that was, you know, um, at the time, you know, uh, we shouldn't have been ranked 16th, but, but whatever. I think I think uh, ultimately um, it served us better to to play those guys uh, because it's like okay, so this is what it's like to to this is this is what it's like to to play the best team in the province. Here, that, that's this is the level that we need to to get to.
0: Um, okay, so that so that year, um, I think – so coming out of conferences, actually, that was um, step one in the legacy rivalry because we played them in the conference final and beat them. And it was a pretty good game. I don't remember the exact score. But um, did you kind of think, like, at that time that, you know, see, looking at their roster – at the grade levels and then looking at our roster at the grade levels, like that this is going to be a rivalry for future.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, 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 uh, you know, we're very similar really. I mean, both teams are very similar in the makeup of, of being, uh, going to, we're going to get better and better. Um, you know, and yeah, I think, I I think it was, I think it was about 10, we by about 10, um, that year. um, and but yeah, I mean, um the expectation was that we weren't supposed to win, right? Um, because they they have been you know, they're 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 well first of all, they're a very good team. Um secondly they're really well coached. And thirdly they were they were playing in better tournaments than we were. And so, um, you know, I think maybe maybe us being at home kind of balanced that out a little bit. Um you know, you're comfortable in your own gym, and you got your own crowd and stuff. And I certainly learned that this last year when we were there at their tournament. And you know, because their their crowd, their, their gym is set up really nice there. To and and uh, you know, the crowd makes difference, right? Crowd makes difference, I think, in 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 uh, in your mindset when you're playing. So, um, but yeah, definitely it was step one for sure. Uh, what would you say was, throughout the three, like, four years, I guess you could say, of senior, um, what would you say is the most prominent rivalry that we've had? Was it, you know, J.P. or Saskatoon or Kindersley? Or um, well, you know, I, I think we had – I think we were – I think you're you're naming rivalries right there. Um, you know, I, I think the J.P. rivalry was, was uh, a bragging rights rivalry because, um, you know, they were – they're uh, a bigger school, but the nice thing was, you know, come come playoff time, I guess we, we didn't have to play each other. We could go and hammer away to each other and make each other better, um, and and learn things during those games. Um, but but it didn't it didn't affect us in the end. So uh, I think that was good for both teams. Um, yeah, I mean I mean Kindersley and us were you know we had we had good battles. And they're scrappy as heck, and and had some really good athletes. And um, you know, I think those games uh, we got up for. Uh, you know, when you when you are playing against a, a town that is a sports rival, I mean, you know, I mean, we have the football rivalry, and um, you know, as well. So um, I think that was that was exciting for us. Um, I, I think I think you know, straight up competition and. And uh, who are you competing against, um, you know, come Hoopla time to get to Hoopla or to be at Hoopla, then Legacy, you know, they were that rivalry because, um, you know, same category. And, and you just didn't know how the rankings were going to shake down. And so it was uh, those, I mean, those games when you're playing uh, teams that are in your same category are are just so important to come out um on top, because you know one one loss somewhere can change the rankings and put you into a you know in a less and less favorable position so um, you know i think I think we were really fortunate to be able to to be able to play all those teams and and have those different different uh, kind of experiences
0: uh, okay, so kind of to switch gears here a bit um, so through the through the six years of you being around, like, our grade, um, is there are there any, like, players that stood out to you? Not necessarily, I mean, like, it's it like, gets clear who scores and who gets the rebounds and who gets the assists and whatever, but are there any specific players that stood out, how much they improved, like, from day one that you saw them and then what they were contributing?
1: Well, you know what? I mean, everybody improved greatly. I mean, we were lucky. We had three guys that, you know, that, Got to you, you and you uh, between you and 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 Snelly and Riley that got to play with the seniors in their playoff in grade nine or whatever. But then, I mean, it's like Seth like shooting the lights out and becoming a uh, a a, a, um, a stellar three-point shooter. Um, <coughs> excuse me, a, a, a you know a great three-point shooter um, in your grade twelve year, and a guy like Tyrell who. Uh, you know, really not, not, I mean, he's, he's a farm boy, right? He's he's farm strong, but he's not huge, but he's farm strong. And so, you know, being passed with having to, to bang around the big guy from legacy and to, you know, to have to match up there. I mean, uh, he, I mean, he, he improved tremendously, I think, Um, you know, Tristan, Tristan improved maybe more uh, just um, how he, how he, um, played on the not necessarily a skill so much he was always skilled but just that he always uh you know he he kind of settled you know um as years went on he settled and relaxed a little more didn't put so much pressure on himself and and for that reason he became so much better um you know uh you know just so, so many guys you know um kevin coming off the bench and and uh you know, I mean there's your grade, but then there's a grade ahead of you too, like with Marlo. I remember Marlo um uh you know being a accepting a role of playing frickin' killer defense and and bringing down the floor and, and uh not always a consistent shooter, but boy, he could get hot at the right time and really help us. So um Connor banging boards and um uh, you know, just everybody improved so much over the course of the, sea, the, the year, and that was the thing. Like, we didn't we didn't necessarily lose. You know, you, you had a couple stor- starters off the floor, but we didn't necessarily lose because it it, it might have made us it made us play a little bit different offensively, but it also, um, but it also maybe made it changed how we looked on defense, and and so. Uh, and make it made it tougher on the other team, and so I think our coaches did a really good job of, of, um, you know, uh, seeing where you guys, seeing your strengths and seeing your improvements, and then putting the putting the right guys on the floor matchup wise against some of the teams that we were that it was really important to do so with. So, um, you know, I, Josh, Josh, Josh is the you know, he didn't get a lot of minutes, but holy man, you know, you want a teammate, Josh is your guy. And, and, and that's, and that's huge to, to be able to see, uh, when something good happens on the floor and see the excitement of the bench. Um, you know, I mean, who am I, who am I missing here? It's, uh, you know, everybody, everybody just did such a great job. And it was such a, such a team. And so one, one, one day, You've got big contributions from these two guys or three guys, and the next day you got big contributions from two or three other guys. So, um, well, looking into the future, would you consider yourself done coaching, or is that something that you would look to return to? Um, <laughs> I, I would. I would probably lean towards being done. Um, like I. I uh, when I was in grade six i or I was organizing kids to to go into into tournaments and, against adults and when I was in high school, i was you know coaching ball and when I was in university, I was coaching ball and and like I coached over a hundred teams in my lifetime so um I think it's time that I can uh, sit back and and watch watch my my three kids uh, play sports and um, just to kind of enjoy it from that aspect.
0: Sure. Awesome. Um, Seth, are you good?
1: I think that's everything, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's pretty much all I had. Um, unless you have anything for us or any stories you want to add?
1: Well, you know, just I'm just going to throw in the club basketball experience and learning from Nav Burke holy man, like I learned a ton of stuff just watching him, you know, watching him coach and, uh, um, you know, and going to those tournaments and, and seeing different styles of play, you know, like, I mean, we got to go to Bismarck and kind of play in some, you know, serious, crazy basketball there. I mean, there we are, you guys are warming up and it's uh, the clock shows that there's two minutes to start of the game and the other team has three players and the, you know, um, kids are walking in in their blue jeans and boots and, uh, the buzzer goes, it's time. Well, hey, they got five, so we can start the game. And, and before we know it, they've hit four threes and, uh, they're, <laughs> they play good basketball there. So it was, uh, it was just, uh, you know, it was uh don't judge a book by its cover because, um, there's some good stuff going on there, but that club was a good experience just learning and, 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 you know, um, Seeing different, and it was a different style of basketball for sure, I think, with the club than with high school, a little bit different approach. Um, and I don't know, I just, you know, uh, I just, I, I just am so happy that I had an opportunity to, to coach you guys and to coach such a, such a, uh, uh well, I mean, a good group. I mean, we had a heck of a team, but just also the, the camaraderie and the laughs and the, um, how everybody got along. And, and uh, you know, as much as you competed hard against each other in practice, it was, it, it didn't matter who, who got the job done in the game. Everybody was happy for them. And so that's, you know, um, you guys are going to take that. You guys are going to take that with you for a long time and remember that. And you guys are going to have stories to tell each other. And like, you know, like, I mean, all, I think all high school teams, um have have those memories and stuff and uh I'm just glad that you guys have memories that that uh that are gonna that you're gonna talk about for a long time and the successes to talk about for a long time too.
0: I think that's an awesome note to end it on. Um Thanks for hopping on. That's a, this is awesome.
1: Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Yeah thanks Pat. You gotcha Seth um
0: all right. Okay, see ya. All right, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Life After Basketball Season 2. Each episode will be posted Monday nights at 8 p.m. See you next week.